Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon, and on this podcast, we will be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the perspective of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious, open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, healers, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Before we get into the episode, I want to just remind you of a couple of the offerings that I have coming up. I've had an ongoing class series called Foundations of Light. This is weekly on Soul Tribe Online as part of my weekly energetic tune-up class. And we began in February, February, and it's going all the way till April 4th. The classes are at 5.30 p.m. on Mondays, that's Pacific time. But even if that timing doesn't work for you, every class is recorded and put on the uh, Soul Tribe class archive, which also means that even though the series is well underway, and we have a week left to go, you can still join Soul Tribe and do the series in your own timing. The membership currently is $29 a month, and you have access, as I said, to the live classes as well as the recordings. So this special six-week series was created to um, really bring in a strong container to hold more frequent, high frequency light in your energetic field. Each week we build on foundational meditation practices to help you regulate your nervous system, balance your emotional and physical bodies and elevate your prana. As we navigate the chaos of the world, it's more important than ever to create a stable anchored energetic platform. This class is 45 minutes long, and I always leave five minutes at the end for while while you go into Shavasana, um, I do a healing energy work session. So you receive either Reiki or some other energy that is feeling (laughs) that the group aura is calling in. So please join me if you feel intrigued. And as I said, it doesn't matter if you've missed the first few, it will be a continued resource. So whenever you hear this, you can join Soul Tribe and do those classes. So please join if you feel called, you can just scroll down and you'll find the links in the show notes, or you can go to thirdeyescience.com and you'll find all of my offerings there. 
All right, now on to the episode. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Thank you as always for either coming back or if you are new, thank you for joining us and checking it out. This week, I've been thinking about how no matter where you are in your journey, uh, your your spiritual journey or your self-awareness, self-inquiry journey, we all can benefit from pausing <laughs> and I mean that quite literally in like in your daily life, we often react, just react instead of responding from an intentional place. And I, I, and I include myself in this, we, I have a, a really funny story to share that I will share, which is just an example that happened to me this week, literally within hours of me having this amazing sadhana, (laughs) a morning practice where I was like, it was after the new moon. I felt it was the morning after and the night before I had my collective third eye science collective energy work session. And it was so amazing. I I think that the participants felt the same way. It just was incredibly profound energy and I never know what it's what we're going to do. We basically um really connected to cleared energy and connected to our got into the vibration of our future selves. Like, what are we creating? What are we manifesting? What is, how are we stepping into our destiny? It was about leaping, caught the cosmic leap, leaping into our destiny. And this is not spiritual bypass. This is like, how do I practice getting so present that I can enter into the quantum field and actually get into the energy of my future self. (laughs) And so I also just want to say, I I felt called to mention that these sessions, if you listen to this podcast, like I don't ever want anyone to think that my offerings that you have to be experienced with yoga or meditation, or even any of any type of healing technique, like it is completely open to anyone who is interested. So if you feel called, the next one is April 30th on the new moon solar eclipse in Taurus. So it's going to be a very, it's like, again, ending a chapter or even a book within your life and starting, you have a series of books that that you're creating in your life we're like moving on to volume, whatever, three, four, five, six. (laughs) It's um, going to be a powerful portal. So 
if you feel called, please join us. The um, info is on my website, thirdeyescience.com. But really, I what I wanted to get into was, so I do these these things, right? And I get into this space of just pure um, awareness and pure presence. That's really what I'm realizing. Like my awareness has come that what I want to do is bring that loving presence that I'm capable of being in my sadhana, in my meditation, and bring that into all moments in the day. And of course, that's, <laughs> that's aspirational, perhaps, maybe, you know, someday, I will be able to do that in all moments of my day. <laughs> but I truly felt so this new moon that we had last week was the new moon in Aries. It's the first new moon of the astrological year. Aries is the first sign. And so it really is another new beginning. There's so many, we have so many opportunities starting in January for <laughs> new beginnings. But we, yeah, so I really felt like after I was feeling amazing after our session, the collective session in the evening, and then in the morning, I had this beautiful sadhana and really felt like a new person. <laughs> and not that I'm different, but just something new. Like it's like a new layer of energy, a, a layer, an old layer was re released and a new, it's like, think of a blossom, a lotus blossoming or any kind of flower, a rose blossoming. It's like showing more and more of the petals of a flower. It's very, it's a apt metaphor for the spring and for what, you know, if you are really paying attention, what you can do for yourself energetically and emotionally. I definitely had, I think last week I talked about just having these, it was just not a great <laughs> week the week before. And I was really kind of low energy and just not in the greatest space. And I had to be radically honest with myself. That's what that what this was the theme of last week about what, first of all, it's okay to tell people that, no, I'm not good. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, hi, Susan. How are you doing? Um, I'm not great. <laughs> That's okay, you know. And actually I was just talking to my friend on my run this morning that we were she was saying how she, you know, has been how we carry all the stress around and everybody's body holds it in different ways or it, you know, it manifests in your physical body depending on whatever you are prone to. And she had a specific example, but she's like, you know, I was raised to be like, I, everything is fine and I, I'm never stressed and I, I'm controlling everything and I'm, you know, and 
that takes a toll on, on a person emotionally. You're essentially locking your emotions away, putting them away and not allowing them to be expressed. And she was um, contrasting it to someone she knew, her sister, who is just like really dramatic and allows herself to be super emotional and allows her allows herself to express her emotions. And it's so, you know, she, there was part of her that was like, gosh, she's so genuine, you know? And I think we all have to find our balance. It's not that we have to be overly dramatic. I think, but it's really important to have that outlet where we can express our emotions either physically um, in some way, like this is how a lot of people process energy is through yoga, through exercise, through physical movement like dance, maybe even through art creations, like what you're creating. But it's also necessary a lot of times to be able to talk about it. And so if you don't have a safe space where you can talk about things that are going on with you, it's really important to look at why you haven't made that a priority in your life? Why don't I have someone that I can, even if it's a therapist, even if just your therapist is the only person that you feel truly safe to talk to, it's better than no one for sure. So I'm not suggesting you just go out and like turn around and tell your, your partner, okay, these are, these are all the things like that's also not necessarily the healthiest way to go about it. Um, you have to ease into it. You can't just dump it on somebody. So what, back to my story, (laughs) I was feeling really, yeah, just really tapped in really in my intuition, happy, present in flow, intuitive, And then I went downstairs. I was working from home. It was Friday. I was working from home. And this was April 1st. And I read an email (laughs) that was to like the entire institute. This is where, you know, where I work, the entire institute. I won't get into it because this is, it just won't make sense without a ton of (laughs) context. But it triggered me in like, of course they did this, like without consulting the communications department, because I have a story in my head, which is probably somewhat true, somewhat over-exaggerated, that um, nobody values communicators. (laughs) So it's like, and that they, they think we're, not, it's not important to consult us about issues that have to do with our brand, essentially. Like we have, even though we're a scientific institute, we're not selling anything. We're not even raising money. We still have a brand. And that is what I think about on a daily basis for my job, because I am the science communication and content manager. And so this thing that was 
sent via email was, it just got me like worked up and I started, I drafted an email (laughs) to my boss. Like at least it wasn't a reply all situation. (laughs) But I was just like, I can't believe they would do this. And then all the reasons why, right? Why this, 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 and this. Could we at least, I know it's probably too late to change it, but could we at least, you know, get our say in this part of it? And then And there was this little voice in my head that was like, I don't know that I went so far as to like really ask myself, why are you being so triggered by this? Um, But I, because I know exactly why we had all these things thrown at us. And it was like, again, just this not showing that they're not valuing our processes and what we're doing. And, and I had just an, I mean, less than an hour before been in this space of like pure flow and ease and grace and and presence and Drinking my matcha, reading the first email of the day triggered me. Like, what's that all about? (laughs) So then what makes it even worse is that I send the email, even though there was this voice in my head that was like, pause, don't send this, like, just leave it. You don't have to send this right away. But I didn't listen to it. And I sent the email it was not a big deal. And it was just to my boss and my coworker. And she replies, I'm working under the assumption this is an April Fool's joke. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, oh my God, of course it was. It was like believable. It was ridiculous, but not so ridiculous that it was unbelievable. But then other people started replying and clearly got the joke. And I'm just like, so not only did I let it trigger me, I didn't like sit and in it long enough to realize it was, it was completely a joke. It's not even real. And of course I had no, you know, I was not thinking about April fools. I, And I felt so, yeah, just, I can't believe I was that. It wasn't even the naivete that that got me. It was that, like, I can't believe I shifted my energy to reactionary so quickly. And in the same week, I had... um, I was able to, somebody in my team did something and there was like a mistake, but it had already gone out. Wasn't, there was nothing we could do about it. And she was, you know, and I just, I was really, I felt like I was being a good, a good leader in that I was like, you know, these deadlines are somewhat arbitrary 
arbitrary. I would rather you just take your time, you know, when you're having a hectic day, just take your time, pause and lean on your team. Like I could have helped here. And, and then she was beating herself up and I was like, this is, it's totally fine. Like, please do not beat yourself up over this. Like give yourself a break. She had had other things that were stressing her out. And then, you know, you get rushed and flustered and you wind up doing stuff. And this is another thing where it's like, you have to pause. And I was just super forgiving and really encouraging her to figure, forgive herself, like acknowledging the mistake. And then also in front of the rest, you know, of my team, acknowledging, you know, openly saying, it's okay. Like, it's not, we're not gonna dwell on this, right? And the next day, (laughs) I essentially did the same thing. You know, I didn't, um, (laughs) not, you know, it wasn't exactly the same thing, but kind of, it was like, if I had just paused, I probably would have like, realized, looked into it a little deeper and opened the attachment and seen that like, it was clearly a joke. (laughs) And so it's also a lesson, I think, in this journey that we're on, we're all working on ourselves in some one way or another, in many ways, hopefully, in all aspects of our lives. And it's going to continue to be a process. And I was talking to another friend this just last night. And she's going through, you know, she just has been through a really, really hard year. And I just, and she feels like she kind of made it through to the next level. Like she kind of released something and is ready for the new thing and then is now presented with new challenges. And I think it's still all related to the main block she had around. It was like blocks around money and receiving. And like she has this story from her her childhood. Some of you may have this as well. And that's why I'm sharing it completely anonymously, but it's like, she has a story because her parents used money to manipulate each other and to manipulate people. And then her mother, they were divorced and her mother married a rich man. And then like had, they had all this money, but they still were pretty like the life she had as a teenager was pretty miserable. And she was like, I'm never going to be like this. Like I don't. So there was this energy formed around having money makes you a bad person. She turned that story into that. And the truth is, Having money does not make you a bad person. And we, you know, spiritual people, and I i mean, it's just such an arbitrary word, but people who are very um, 
giving and care about the world, care about other people can have money. It does not make you a bad person. And so, you know, I was just reminding her of that, that you are going to be someone who is abundant in all ways. There's like, your mother was abundant with money, but she wasn't abundant in any of the other ways in her life. She wasn't happy, joyful, free. And I was like, you're creating a life. You just don't even know what that even feels or looks like because you've never had it. But you're creating a life where you're going to be abundant in all of it. And, you know, she was like, yes, that that is exactly what I'm doing. And she also was like having these situations where she had to pause and or she, you know, she would benefit from pausing, reflecting, and then answering an email that's related to business or, you know, making money, entrepreneurial stuff. When you're just starting a business, it's really hard to, and it, and you have these money blocks, it's really hard to ask for the right amount of money because <laughs> you feel like a fraud, right? Or you feel this imposter syndrome. And if you can pause and really get into your presence, and let me define that really quickly. It's just really is as simple as breathing deeply, closing your eyes, going into yourself and just observing the present moment. So you're not thinking about the past, beating yourself up over something. You're not projecting into the future. You are here in this moment. And this is how we truly connect to ourselves to other humans, that's the other thing, is in a relationship, when you can be truly present, that is the biggest gift you can give to a person. No matter the nature of a relationship, whether it's romantic, whether it's just a a family, a friend, a child, a parent, they just want to be seen and heard. And so do you. That is what, that is an innate human need. That is true connection. When someone is in the, listening to you, apparently listening to you, but they're also doing something else, act like maybe even actively doing something else, like texting someone or checking something on their phone or doing something, I'll, I'll even stop talking. Cause it's like, well, you're not actually really listening. You're only half listening. It's like, why am I even? And sometimes I notice even their <laughs> thinking. Sometimes you can even tell that they're thinking they're distracted. They're not listening. 
And I'm sure I do the same thing. It's just I'm observing it in others, right? So I try to observe it in myself as well. So, and these are one of the things that gets me with meeting Zoom meetings. <laughs> it's like people are doing all sorts of things on Zoom. I'm, because I'm, I'm often running the meeting and I have to just be present. I want to see people's faces. I want to talk to them. I'm following an agenda and I don't need a whole bunch of stuff over here in the chat because I'm on an agenda and I'm trying to see people's faces and like people are putting comments in the chat and half the time I'm like catching up at the end of the meeting. Like, oh, there was all this stuff in the chat. Um, I feel like that is where multitasking is just not, it's not a way to thrive in in on a team in my, and maybe that's just my experience, but that's one of the things about being present is this is how we create connection. And so when you can create connection to your higher self, you can have the wisdom. So you're about to write an email. Sometimes I, especially when it's something that is like triggering and you're angry or you're, you know, you're, upset about something, go ahead, write the email. Don't make sure there's no one in the, you know, in the, um, send to section. (laughs) So you can't accidentally send it and then walk away. So after you, after you write it, walk away. And if it's really really triggering you, you're really angry, upset, sad, hurt, any of these things, fearful in some way. I, I recommend waiting, maybe even letting it sit overnight, sleeping on it. Now, if you're in a conversation with someone, obviously you can't well, you could walk away if you had to, if it was really that bad. But you also can pause instead of just saying the thing that comes to mind. As I mentioned last week in the radical honesty episode, sometimes the truthful thing is to not say anything because you haven't really processed the feelings. Just because you have a reaction in one moment isn't necessarily the the way you're going to feel about it in an hour or in a day or in a week. And don't you want to give yourself the benefit of really feeling into it? And the more you do it, pause and listen to yourself the more you will actually get really good at knowing. Knowing and feeling and knowing how to follow yourself, maybe even more quickly. But that's not the goal. <laughs> the goal is to actually be present. And I know it's hard. It's, it's hard in our culture. We want things done yesterday. And sometimes... It's just not the most, 
you know, the most effective way. I like being, I'm all about efficiency and being effective and efficient. However, I also think that a whole bunch of back and forth on email is not necessarily efficient. (laughs) So if you can really get, give yourself some time and get down to the nitty gritty, like what is it that I need to answer? What do I need to ask? Keep it as concise as possible. That's what I've been kind of really trying to do with my correspondence, all of my communication, and with just being that example with my team, but also talking to them about it. Like we need to make sure our emails are super clear and that these questions need to be answered. They need to be like bullet points because <laughs> people are so busy. They're skimming if they're even reading it. So those are just some examples that are very specific <laughs> to my life. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you can all relate to some situation where it would have benefited you to pause. And this actually, this is an adage in the 12 step um, community is pause and pray instead of reacting. But I think it really, and that's really more from the, you know, the addict who is getting either wants to do something that's going to hurt themselves or is reacting, right? Because they're still not in a good spiritual, um, healthy place that they're still reacting from this, this hurt, fearful place of pain and addiction. And so, Often, people who are newly sober, newly clean, are kind of hard to be around because they're super, they're emotional all over the place. And it's because they haven't allowed themselves to have those emotions. They're, that's exactly what they're addiction did for them was allowed them to avoid those emotions. So then they have to learn how to, how to navigate emotions. And I truly believe this is true for everyone. This is not just for people who are in recovery. We're all addicted to something, whether it's the scrolling on your phone through social media, whether it's controlling your food intake, whether it's how you look, having the newest, best thing, shopping, you know, um, whether it's obsessing over what other people think of you, which so many of us do. These are all addictions. Like the phone is a very real thing. Like it is literally made to be addictive. All those apps. They have science behind it 
knowing that it's going to keep you. They want to keep you on it. That's very real. So just want to remind you (laughs) that you're delusional if you think you are completely free of any addictions. And maybe it's not that, maybe it's not the phone, but there's something that you're using to help avoid these impermissible feelings that are deep, deep down. So they may be something that happened yesterday, but all of it goes back to something. And it's often some childhood trauma. And that can be trauma with a little T. This is, I'm reading Gabby Bernstein's book, Happy Days. And she really gets into her childhood trauma. And, um, you know, there's the big T trauma. That's what she calls it. Something like abuse. Or there's also lots of little T traumas like someone, you know, a teacher calling you stupid or a parent telling you something wasn't good enough. Or, you know, it's just like these things that seem like small things. You may not even remember them. But they then, when they happen early in childhood, they form very real patterns in our lives. So in that pausing, also being curious about why am, why am I being triggered? And that's not to say that in the middle of a conversation, you're going to go deep into like some childhood drama. It's just then you can... You know, I don't know about you, but I tend to then process in my evening. I'm like on my walk or on my run or doing something, cooking dinner. I'm processing what happened through the day or also in our dream time. So then in the morning in sadhana, I'm also processing what happened in my dreams, what happened overnight, what happened in, you know, yesterday, what's happening later that I'm going to have to respond to. And it's not that I'm actively like thinking about all these things, but it's like energy that's processing. So it's important to allow that to happen And while you're processing, that is where it's really important to be curious. What, where does this come from? Why, why do I always get upset by X, Y, or Z? Or why do I always avoid conflict with this person, but don't seem to avoid it with this person or, you know, whatever it may be. And you start to see patterns That will help you if you're open and curious. It will help you unearth these traumas from childhood, which you can then free yourself from. I also want to say that I do highly recommend having professional help if you are working through really major trauma. This is not something you have to do alone. And this is something that I 
yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that for me. Like I, yes, I have, um, professional, I have a team of professionals that I trust that are helping me with lots of different aspects of my health, but I actually, I have never gone to therapy. My, (laughs) I mean, I had years of going to the 12 step programs where you do essentially really talk about a lot of the stuff. And if you have, you know, you have a sponsor that is capable of really being present for you and listening, but they're not a professional, you know, it's a very different situation. So anyway, just opening yourself to whatever you need, the support that you need and knowing that it's very, it's very normal to have, like, I think it is just completely normal for people in our culture and in this day and age to be unaware of the stressors that, uh, are really having a huge impact often on their lives, like on their, on their emotional relationships, work, all of it. Your entire life is impacted by these patterns and behaviors that we carry around. So please be gentle with yourself, be forgiving with yourself, and then you can be more forgiving towards others. We all just need a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because most of us, and I think really almost everyone is doing the best they can. They are just reacting to some sort of pattern that was developed and they're not even aware of it. They're not inherently bad people. So give yourself a break. Give everyone else a break. Pause. Breathe. If it feels right for you, pray. (laughs) Meditate. Then respond instead of reacting. And let me know how that goes for you. (laughs) Have a wonderful week. Please let me know if you have any comments or questions. I love to hear from you. So you can comment on social or on my website, I have a form, an email form. You can send me an email and please let me know if you also, yeah, if you want to join any of my offerings, you can find all the information on thirdeyescience.com. So in addition to the group energy sessions and the classes, weekly classes that I do, I also do one-on-one sessions. So please, if you feel called and you really feel like you could use some more support, I would love to help you. 
And as always, if you could share, rate, review on whatever podcast platform you're listening, that is always super helpful to help this message reach more people. Thank you so much. Love you all. Satnam.